Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades Podcast, episode 284. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, we are going past base pace. Got to get you to push pace, maybe even all out. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you have been to an Orange Theory class. I got into it in like December or so, and I literally have not experienced that challenging a workout probably since high school. And it's exactly what I needed after a year of quarantine. I'm thrilled that I got to do this, and the reason I'm doing it is because of my wife. She started doing Orange Theory sometime before Quar Quar. I can't remember exactly when it was, but she was going a lot. And when things opened back up, she went, started working out in a mask, and would come home and just talk about it. She would be covered in sweat and talk about how awesome the workout was and how hard it was. And eventually I go, all right, fine, I'll go do it. And she's like, that's not why I was saying this. And I go, I don't really care. You've talked about it enough. I have to go try it. So I scheduled my free class at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry, and it was there that I met this week's guest, Felicia Hernandez. And Felicia is head trainer at Orange Theory Lowry. She is an absolute ray of sunshine. It's a delight to get to work out with her. And one day after a workout, I go, you know what? I really like this. I want to learn more about it. So I went up to her and I said, hey, you know what? You're lead trainer. Why don't you come on my show? She goes, okay. She was a little bit nervous about it, but I told her, look, just be yourself. You'll be fine. Now, granted, she was very much herself, but she wasn't shouting 15 seconds at me when I'm doing an all-out on the treadmill. So, felt a little bit out of place, but I think we get over that just fine. On this week's show, you're going to learn a lot about Orange Theory. How the workouts are structured. How they determine your max heart rate. How workouts are created. How workout playlists are created. And how she supports the other trainers she's got working for her at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. We also talk about our favorite workouts and our least favorite workouts. And the funny thing about that is, your least favorite workouts, those are probably the ones you need most. So, as I record this intro, today had an ESP day, and joy of joys, we were running hills at a push pace. Oh boy, my favorite thing. Fantastic. I'm desperately sore right now from shoveling snow this weekend, then I went and worked out. I'm going to work out on the day this episode drops as well. I'm a lunatic. That's what this thing has done to me. I love it. Two things of note here before we get started in earnest. One, Zoom was being extraordinarily uncooperative the day we recorded this. For a while, neither of us could hear the other one. I don't know what was going on with that. And when we finally did connect, the volume was all over the place. So I did my best to fix it, did my best to normalize it. I apologize for the technical problems here. Really could not have been avoided. And secondly, I did something extraordinarily stupid on this week's episode where I promised Felicia I would go and do a 5 a.m. workout class. I've never done that before. Thought it would be a cool thing to kind of check off my life experience list. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I'm working out the day this drops, March 17th, at 6.15 in the morning. There's one before that, and I've agreed to do that by April 17th. This is a decision I think I'm going to come to regret, but who knows? Maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll turn into one of those freaky morning people where I get up, work out before anyone else is even awake. That feels unlikely, but hey, you never know. It's life experience, right? It's 2021. Try some new things. Get out of your comfort zone. If you're new here, thanks for checking us out. You can stay up with me on social media. That's J-O-A-T pod across platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. This week, I celebrate my seven-year anniversary of doing this show. It's a remarkable milestone. I have more than 280 plus episodes. That's like days and days worth of conversations. I'm enormously proud of this show. And I love that I get the opportunity to connect with new people all the time and learn more about them. Like I do this week with Felicia Hernandez. She is lead trainer at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. <clears throat> I'm usually there in the 10 a.m. class. So if you happen to listen to this show, I'm usually working out in a farmer's insurance net gator. Big shout out to my friend Sonia Hausman, who gave those to me. She is a farmer's insurance agent. She has her own firm, and she's an absolute delight. So quick plug for her. But if you see me at the 10 a.m. class, come say hi. Tell me if you enjoyed the show or not. I'll probably be huffing and puffing or complaining about hills. But for now, I am not complaining about having Felicia Hernandez. Episode 284 of the John of All Trades podcast, and it starts right now. 
that one was really tough. I was, I was like, I don't know. You seem to, you impress me. Like you're in the red, but you're still going. Like, <laughs> see, I, sometimes like when I tend to get in the red, sometimes like I freak my, like I freak myself out because I'm like, oh, I'm in the red, but you keep going. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I don't have much choice. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> she's watching me. Right. Well, yeah. And like, I mean, it's, you know, I go, okay, I'm here. Like, let's yeah. may as well do the thing while I'm here. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And usually are you, do you think you're going to stick with the three times a week or how are you feeling? That's kind of, well, yeah. Um, yeah. maybe not right away. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure yet because, uh, I do like it and my body, yeah. my body is changing in really positive ways. But something new on me hurts all the time. Yeah. So you're like always <laughs> sore. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. I get it. But that's good. But that's good. So you said you're going to like a cycle class? Yes. I'm going to a cycle class. It's called Rush Cycle. I've been obsessed with cycling. Like obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you just can't get enough exercise, can you? Well, I feel like once you like start to get in the groove of things, you just don't want to stop, you know, like you're just like, once you start seeing those results and you more, more about, I feel like I just feel good. So I'm just like, let's do it. Like, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And it obviously can't be all orange theory all the time, but are you like, you're the coaches are part of the transformation challenge, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, you have to do those three a week. How many days a week when you're not teaching or even when you are teaching, how many days a week are you actually like exercising and putting in like a workout? Is it every day? Um, for the most part, I try to work out about five to six times a week. So, and then I at least try to get in not transformation challenge. So those three times a week, I try to come at least twice a week. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's no joke because it's so funny when I go in and I see eat at, I have classes almost exclusively with you, Jackie and Logan. Okay. And so when I watch you demonstrate, I'm like, holy crap, like watching them talk while they're doing some of these moves. And there was one the other day, I think, what day is today? Thursday. So we're recording this on the day of the infinity workout. It was, yes, it was Tuesday <laughs> and I was just not feeling great at all. But we, yeah. we had that thing where you have to hold a dumbbell in one hand and then like push yourself up. So it's like, it's like a sit up. You know what yes, I'm talking about? Yes, it was about, like right? the V up with a press no, at no, the top. No, no, not that one, but you're holding it in okay. one, you're holding it in one hand. Okay. And so like you have one knee up, you have one leg down and you just, you kind of force yourself up and look. Oh, the, the half get up. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That thing was destruction. Because and, and Logan told me she's like, look, this is a lot harder than it looks. And I look at it, I go, yeah, whatever. And I get down there, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. No, I'm curious. What weight did you start with? Because I always, I feel like I always start so much heavier. Because you're like, okay, yeah, I can get up. But then you're like, no, just no, kidding. That's I, not happening. I was cooked. It was weights on the third rotation. And okay. So I'm yeah. like, nope, this is not going to be more than ten. And so I did ten, yeah. and that was still just awful. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I know. I know. Those are tough because it's really all about your core work on that one. When you think, oh, maybe it's a little bit more shoulder. It's mm. interesting. That one's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, it's no joke. So this is Felicia Hernandez. She is the head coach at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry, which I, I have now been going to for what? Three months, maybe? I think I started yeah. in November, December or something like that. Yeah. So, um, and it's funny, uh, I, I'd just like to note, this is the first time we've seen each other from the nose down without a mask on, uh, <laughs> which is a surreal thing to think about someone. But in yeah. particular, like in a workout, it makes perfect sense because you're breathing heavy, you know, droplets. So you got to wear that mask. And Of course, yeah. And I'm wondering what kind of like weird anaerobic like <laughs> aptitude we're raising here by working out in masks because people are like, I couldn't work out in a mask. Yeah, you can. It's fine. You totally can. Yeah, that's one thing I tell people that all the time. Like, it's totally doable. And at the beginning, when we first came out of quarantine, my first thought was like, okay, try to turn this into more of like a positive thing because a lot, yeah, you're coming in, you're like, okay, this sucks. I have to wear a mask. But at the same time, people are paying a ton of money to wear some sort of mask or to be in some sort of chamber where they're at a higher altitude or like their oxygen is reduced. True. To be more fit, to increase their VO2 max. So it's like, okay, we get to do that, but we're not paying any extra money. We just get to do it, you know? Totally. That's what, that's, yeah. It's I, awesome. It's awesome. I think about, um, there was a, an old UFC fighter named Vanderlei Silva, and he used to do snorkel training. 
So they'd be doing these high intensity workouts while wearing a snorkel. And wow. yeah, but I mean, this yeah. is, this is like the highest level of mixed martial arts you can get to. So you need to have that. Uh, right. But, uh, my question to you is, so, uh, how did you find your way to Orange Theory? So I actually found my way to Orange Theory. So when I was a freshman in college, I definitely got that freshman 15, got the freshman 15, you know, I was drinking like probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, the whole thing. And I didn't, I didn't notice I had gained weight, but I like, came, I came home, you know, people were like, Oh, like how call it, you know, and I just wasn't like feeling good. So I actually joined Orange Theory as a member at first. And then over the summer, like all that weight came back off and I was hooked. I was just hooked from there. Wow. Okay. So simple as that. Were you like an athlete in high school? Did you do sports and stuff? Yes. Yes. So I was an athlete in high school. I played basketball and volleyball. Um, we went to state for volleyball and then for basketball, we also went to state as well. So I've been active my whole entire life. Um, so I think that also helped, yeah. you know, find this fitness world for sure. No, absolutely. Where did you go to high school? So I went to Matchbuff. It's actually really close to Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. It's right over here. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. Okay, so you're from the area. Where'd you go to college? So I went to CSU in uh, Fort Collins. Yes, so did I. Oh, is that where you went? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Kristen and I both uh, CSU alums. That's where we met. Cool. Where'd you, where was your dorm? So I was in Corbett. I was in Corbett. Yep. Corbett's the best. Which hall? <laughs> um, H1. Okay, I was in D3, which they turned into okay. an all-girls hall uh, Like oh. after after I left. I don't know. Oh, um, interesting. But yeah, no, Corbett, definitely a party dorm. Um, definitely. <laughs> if uh, if you sign up for Corbett, you know you're signing up for parties. You kind of knew that going in. Right. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of the reasons it was attractive to me. Exactly. So, yes. <laughs> but uh, our, our floor was really great, too, because we used to go to the volleyball games. We used to go to basketball games. And they would, like, give out spirit awards for, like, dorm floors, like, whoever brought the most people or whoever, like, made the most noise. We won both yeah. of them. And we won, like, this ski weekend at Steamboat. Oh, that's so cool. It was boss, yeah. Oh, wow, that's so cool. So did you guys also have a lot of athletes in Corbett, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. yeah. So, I Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the two the two girls across the hall from me when I was there were both like on scholarship as swimmers. And oh wow. Yeah, so they were like never there. Um and yeah. they, they were always exhausted. And I was a swimmer in high school too, so I'm like, "Oh god, like I'm coming to college, so I don't have to wake up and get in the pool anymore." Oh. Um <laughs> I I swam yeah. my last competitive race at state like senior year of high school and i'm like i think i'm good now i think i'm all set on swimming yeah yeah no i yeah i totally get it i kind of had a similar situation so i tore both of my acls in high school and it was just kind of to that point like i had the option to go to and play in college but it was one of those things it was like I don't know. For me, it was like definitely a mental thing with my knee too. So I totally get it. So with your knee thing, and you mentioned you gained some weight like freshman year of college, but you got an orange theory. Um, How how did your body respond? My body responded fantastic. So I I did the whole thing where I came, I came in, came in every other day, but then I got hooked. One thing that helped me get hooked was I had this, I went to the 415 class, but I would, I would row, start on the rower next to this guy. His name was Bill. And he would come every 415, and he was a stud on the <laughs> rower. So I was always trying to keep up with him. And I think that's, like, one thing. When you're, it's like, playing sports, you know, in high school and anything, you want to be competitive. So finding that person that you can be competitive with, I think that was, like, a huge thing for me, too. I totally feel that competitive thing because the guy I was next to today, I'd never met before, never seen him. But he and I, I could tell, were trying to, like, do the row together. Like, every time I'd get up, I'm like, okay, I'm up a little bit before him. And then, you know, he'd get up before me, and I'm like, damn, I got to catch up. I kind of underestimated that. I Like, I'm an only child. I'm a pain in the ass. I don't always play well with others. So, like, group fitness, I was always kind of like, nah. But I remember you were the coach there the first day I came in. Yes. Yes, I remember. And... I remember, like, this workout kicked my ass in a way that I don't think had happened in, like, 20 years, probably. Yeah. Um, And I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, I can see why Kristen is hooked on this. Because, like, short story here, she was doing it. She loved it. And she would just come home and talk about it and gush and sort of evangelize and talk, you know. 
And I'm like, okay, I got to see what this is about. So I take my free class and I, I kind of go in all skeptical too. I'm like, all right, I get it. We'll see. But then I did it. I go, oh no, no, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. So I'm curious for you as head trainer, when new people come in, like what are the common ways that people kind of come in? What are their attitudes? And then how do you work to kind of get them hooked? Or does that take much yeah. work at all? Yeah. So usually the first thing I ask, because I, I, you know, and that's one thing I've been in their position. So I know what it's like. It's intimidating. You're like, most of the time you come in and you're usually out of shape. I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> where I was. And so it's like, Hey, like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Like get the feel um, of how they're feeling. And I, I get, it can be very intimidating because Orange Theory, we have all this lingo. It's like, okay, push, pay, spin three, you know, and yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, wait, what is push? Hold on. Just really getting to know someone first and really understanding their goals, I think is one of the biggest things. Earning that trust between that person being like, Hey, like I was in your shoes too. Like, it's all good. Like we're in this together. If you have any questions, just get like, let me know. Like, it's not this scary place. We're going to put you next to someone that you can ask questions to, like, and it's going to be good. Yeah. It's, and it's wild too, because there's these big screens up there. You know, everyone's like heart rate is displayed, like what zone everyone's yes. in. I'm like, why? I don't think I want people to know that. And after a few right. times, you're like, I don't care. Uh, and no one's actually paying attention. Every, it, it's the workout's <laughs> so tough and you're so in it. Like, I think you only have the time to focus on you too, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Do you ever get people who come in and they go, Hey, this isn't for me. And like, what kind of feedback do you get? Or do you encourage them like, Hey, do this for like a week or two weeks? Um, because yeah. it, it is super high intensity and it is like really challenging and not everyone kind of has that in them. Absolutely. So if some people say it's not for me, one thing that I love that Orange Theory offers is we have that quit free guarantee. So I always tell people, I'm like, if you come those three times a week for the whole month and you decide, okay, I hate Orange Theory. Like this is not for me. We'll give you all of your money back which is, I think is so awesome because definitely high intensity workouts, they aren't for everyone. I completely agree. It's not for everyone. Maybe more your thing is yoga or going for runs on your own. And that's what's cool about Orange Series. We give you that chance to try it out. And if you don't like it, okay, cool. Like here's all your money back. So. (laughs) Wow. So I'm curious, you go from being, you know, next to someone on the row, you're pushing yourself, you're going every other day. How did you eventually turn this into a career? Like, what what were the steps that kind of led to that? And then ascending to a head trainer at Lowry, talk me through that. Like, talk me through the journey. So at CSU, I graduated with a degree in health and exercise science. And so I knew after taking all those classes and everything, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, so going from there, I actually started off at the front desk at Lowry, started off at the front desk and then moved over into the coaching position and loved it. Like I love being able to see people achieve their goals. I love pushing people. It's, it's one of the best feel. It's one of the most rewarding jobs I think I will ever have and had from the past. Um, so I started there and then actually two weeks in to coaching quarantine hit. So I, <laughs> yeah, like two weeks into my coaching, it hit. And I remember I was doing my last class and they were like, yeah, like, we're going to be, you know, gone for two weeks and then turned into a whole three month thing. So came back and then the head trainer position, I got offered that position and I knew that was something I wanted to take on immediately. So, so what kind of responsibilities does that have as head trainer versus just being like uh, a staff trainer? So um, as a head trainer, it's more so overseeing all of the coaches so I can help develop my coaches and I'll go in and I'll watch a class and then we like work on things that we can do together to try to, you know, cause sometimes I feel like sometimes we can get stagnant with where we're at, but there's always room for improvement and developing yourself and then helping other people develop themselves like in the studio. Um, so doing things like that. And then there's like admin work, you know, just releasing the schedule every month, uh, attending meetings and then reaching out to just members for like any concerns they have. So, okay. So I'm curious about this. How much of the workouts are like uniform across Orange Theory, like across the state, across the region, across the country, or how much are these like being developed by you or like how do, how do workouts come to exist? How do they come to be? Yeah. So actually at Orange Theory, what's cool about Orange Theory is our workouts come from exercise physiologists up in the headquarters. So down in Florida, 
Um, that's where we get our workouts from. So our workouts are consistent across the board all the way like to Australia. So they can see their workouts like, you know, cause they're um, ahead of us the day before. So the workouts are consistent across the board. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Do you, do you happen to know off the top of your head? I mean, how many orange theories are there like in the country or in the world? I think there's close to 2000. Um, yes. And what's actually cool about that. So Larry, our studio number is zero zero six three. So that means we were the 63rd studio ever built. So Larry's actually a pretty old in like, you know, studio, which is really cool. So, wow. That, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, So one thing I'm interested in, and I have a friend who's like very fit. He does triathlons. He does all sorts of stuff. He works in law enforcement. His partner loves orange theory. Um, he's never done it himself. He's more into cycling and like, he kind of does his own thing, but I shared with him like one of my screens. And I mean, you know, like when I do this, I'm like orange and red a ton and like I'm burning a ton of calories, but he's like, look, man, you shouldn't be like at the highest level of your red. Like you'd be dead if you were actually at maximum heart rate for, you know, 25 minutes. Right. And so like, I'm curious about, you know, how the zones are calibrated. Cause you, you obviously can't individualize it. That would be logistically prohibitive to, right. to, to calibrate, to calibrate everyone's max heart rate. And he also said, if you've got some older folks in there, you might kill them. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like, is this sort of uh, a set range, like just based on demographic information? Like, Hey, you're this age, you're this gender. Here's about where your heart rate is. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah. So I know a lot of the time people will do like, okay, figure out your max heart rate, 220 minus your age. That's, I wouldn't say is super accurate. So what our system does is it takes your gender, your age, and then your weight, puts it into the calculation and then puts in that calculation. And then we get your max heart rate. So we get your max heart rate. And then again, like our base case, we say it's 71 to 83% of your max heart rate. So that's that green zone we're looking for. And then your push pace is about 83 to 91. So that's how we kind of get that. And then it bases, it just does the percentage of what we get from your max heart rate. Okay. Also, the other thing is, is if you find that, and that's one question I had asked you, if you find that you're in that um, orange and red zone, but you're not really feeling like you're in that orange and red zone, (laughs) what we do is after 20 classes is we'll take um, the average of what your max heart rate was for those classes and then average it out and then it'll create your new max, which is really, really cool. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like, no, I feel like I am destroying myself every workout. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, So yeah, that's not a problem. Although I will say um, over time, like I am creeping back towards green a little bit more and like, I'm increasing my speed on the treadmill and stuff just because like, you know, it, when, when I started, I was just hilariously out of shape. Um, but now doing this a bunch, I'm starting to increase like what I'm doing. Like the weights are going up, uh, the amount of speed on the treadmill is going up. So it's almost like one of those things when I have a really good hard workout like that, I don't want to like dog it with what I did before. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, absolutely. And that's one thing I think for you, you know, if you're coming just those two to three times a week, if you're coming, like you said, go hard, like put in the work, like really push yourself. But again, there are people, if you're coming five to six times a week, you might not want to be in the red (laughs) or, you know, on that higher end every single day. You know what I mean? It's all about finding that nice balance. Do you, uh, do you ever get people in there? I imagine you do because like there's all stripes in here. There's, there's folks in every sort of age group. It's wild. I think about, uh, the one guy who was in our class today. I don't want to name him because he didn't ask to be in here, but kind of an older guy. You know, he's like, um, you, you know who I'm referring to, right? Okay. There's everyone from him to like the fittest 22 year olds on the planet. And. Uh, I'm curious, like if you, if you ever see someone working out and they're kind of like sandbagging it a little bit, they're just kind of dogging it, they're doing it. How do you motivate yeah. those folks? So usually I'll go up and usually I'm just saying like, Hey, like, how are you feeling? Like what, you know, like, how are you feeling today? And a lot of the time, usually the people are pretty, like pretty honest about how they're feeling. It's always about seeing where people are at in their day, because sometimes I've had people come in where I know that they can work really, really hard. So I'm gonna push you, like, I'm gonna push you. But at the same time, you also have to like, say like, hey, like, how are you feeling? Like, what's going on? Like, did something happen? Or sometimes people don't tell me about injuries. 
and ah. I, I'll figure it out. And then that's why, you know, things aren't, you know, they're not doing what I, they usually do. You bring up an interesting point in that you are working with people when they are vulnerable because yeah. <clears throat> we're all kind of in there. We're, you know, we're all working our asses off. We're all sweating. We all look like hell. Um, and so you're kind of there. I, I'm curious, like, how long does it take you to figure out if someone needs like gentle encouragement or if they need someone, you know, more kind of shouting in their face? Because I know I don't respond well to like, you know, that kind of feedback. Like I, okay. I, I've always rebelled, uh, against like hard asses. You know what I mean? Sure. But some people yeah. love that and they get a ton out of and it. And I'm that kind of person. Yeah. I'm, I'm that kind of person. Like scream at me, like push me, <laughs> tell me what to do, you know? I would say after probably five to seven classes, I have a rough idea of how I can motivate each individual person. Okay. How good are you with names too? Because you seem to be exceptional. <laughs> yes. I have always been that type of person. Like if I see your face and then even, I can only see you one day and even, then I see you walking down Colfax, I'll be like, I've seen you before. Like you're so-and-so. I've just always been able to recognize people's are faces you, really well. Are you good at that with half a face? Because um, that's where we are now. <laughs> I know. I would say, I'm, you know, I'm getting there, but I think like if sometimes I'll, if, if you're not wearing a mask, I probably wouldn't recognize you. Probably not. It, no. You know? It, like there's a weird level of anonymity that comes with that, and I'll give you a perfect example. <laughs> there was one time I was working out in Logan's class, and okay. she, uh, she comes up to me like while I'm on the floor. It's like the third thing I'm doing. So... Um, she comes up to me. She's like, John, hey, I didn't recognize you because you weren't wearing that farmer's insurance neck gaiter <laughs> because I, I literally have like five of those and I wash them every week. Okay. Um, but they were all like, they were all in the wash. So I had to just wear one of those paper masks. She didn't recognize yeah. me because I was wearing a different mask. Yeah. Actually, I have seen you wear a different mask before. And it is, it, you know, it's thrown out. I usually wear the paper ones too. It would be weird. Yeah. Like if all of a sudden you're wearing like this big neck gaiter or something. Yeah. Oh, that would be very weird. That would be very weird for sure. <laughs> Everyone's like, wait, something is different. Something is wrong here. Why? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. The world we live in today. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Hopefully light at the end of the tunnel. For sure. Uh, we're getting, there. We're uh, getting there. I mean, I've got – this is one reason I didn't work out so well on Tuesday, but um, I got my first dose of vaccine that morning. <gasps> That's so. so exciting. Yeah, tell me Did about it. Did you have it. any symptoms or anything? No. I mean, my arm was like very mildly tender, like I banged it on a door frame or something. But, okay. Like, that was it. Good. But that's only the first dose. I hear it's it can be worse after the second dose. So. I've heard the same. Like pretty – like you, got, you don't sleep good or – yeah, it's a whole thing. So one other thing I'm thinking about in terms of the workout that I've always kind of been impressed by, I, I have this show. I've done this show now for almost seven years. Um, so Amazing. I'm always kind of curious about people's jobs. So, okay, here's an anecdote first. I had one class with Madison and because like, I think there was an emergency and she said, I just passed my audition. And I yes. thought, I thought it was funny that it was couched as an audition. How does an audition work? So in audition work, so through Orange Theory, we go through like a week long process and it's just, you know, getting you ready, showing you all the basics of what we do at Orange Theory as coaches. And then the on Friday, it's usually on Friday, you have this audition. So you coach a class and, you know, all the head corporate people are in there watching you and then you kind of get like a pass or fail based on how well you did on the class. Wait a minute. Seriously? Like the all the corporate folks, they do this for every trainer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's, the, you know, the training, going through the training is so much fun, but it was so nerve wracking, like getting ready for your audition. It was probably the most nerve wracking thing ever. Yeah. So nerve wracking. And they only give you the template the night before. So you're like studying wow. the template, like trying to figure it out the night before. And then you're just, there you go. Here you go. It's got to be hard to practice because you can't do it with like live people, you know, Right. I mean, you've, you've probably been through a number of classes, but, you know, keeping track of that much or that many time intervals. Yeah. Because like when you're working out, you're in it and you, you'll just, I know that I'll hear you shout out what we're doing next. Like right. if I need to, particularly on the treadmill. So I don't have to think about that. I'm not looking at the time. I'm not worried about it, but you right. have so many numbers to think about in your head, you know, there'll be like 30 <laughs> second intervals or one minute or two minutes or like there's that. And then there's different stuff for the rowers. 
Um, right. How long did it feel like, uh, did it take you to get good at that? Oh, I would say probably a good solid month, a month or two to really get into it. And I still study the template the night before just to make sure I'm like delivering the best workout I can. And like, you know, really understanding, okay, this is the form I'm looking for. This is, you know, how we want this whole workout to feel as a whole based on endurance, push, like endurance, strength, and power. So, you know, still, even when I go into, you know, about to coach a workout, I'm still like, okay, take a deep breath. Like, let's do it. You know, it's just exciting. It's like, it's something I love so much and I want to put so much effort into like it's still it's still like a little bit nerve wracking, you know. Well, but it's it, fun. it's clear that you love it too because like the enthusiasm comes through between you, Jackie, and Logan. I'm always excited to be in there because you guys are up. You're very, you know, like into it and you're pushing and like you seem like you're ready to work out, even if it's been like your fourth workout of the day or your fifth yes. time like going through this one. Um, yes. So that leads me to a question: Everyone has off days, right? You wake up, you're crabby, whatever, right? Maybe you have a flat tire. Something happens. How do you get to the place where you can lead all these people who are kind of depending on you to help them get up? Yeah. You know, I've definitely had those mornings. Like when I have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to be at work at 4.30, (laughs) sometimes you're just like half asleep, half awake. But honestly, seeing the members and like how the energy, I base a lot of my mood on people's energy. And I feel like when people come in, they want to better themselves. They want to work out. They're here for a reason. So I need to be that person that they can count on to get through this workout. Because if I were coming in, I would want the same thing. Like, you know what? You know, you can always (laughs) feed off of a person's vibe. Always. True. You know what it reminds me of? It When I talk to musicians... You know, I go to a lot of concerts, or I used to anyway, in the before times. But uh, I always kind of underestimated the audience's role in creating a good show. Because, you know, you're expecting yes. the band to kind of like be up there and, you know, you're excited to see whatever band it is or whatever artist. But the band is feeding off the live crowd too. 100%. So yes. I suppose I never thought about it in those terms where a trainer can borrow some of that energy from the class, just, I mean, almost by osmosis too, because you see these people coming in, working out, especially at five in the morning. Good God. Five in the morning. Those people are dedicated. Like <laughs> every morning at five. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put this out there just to keep myself accountable and because I really don't want to do it, but I want to experience a 5 a.m. class. Do it. And so I'm going to try that at some point. And you know what? Let's, Let's put a, a timeline on this. Let's say okay. within a month of this episode airing. How about that? Okay. You know I'm going to keep you accountable, right? Yes, I do. That's, okay. All right. That's All why right. I'm putting it in public because I know okay. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll catch heat if I don't, you know, follow through on it. And I'll, I'll post on this page too about it. So Okay. Deal. It's um, on. And by the way, that uh, prospect is terrifying to me. Yeah, definitely. It's early. It's early. <laughs> it's very early. Another thing I wanted to ask about was... There's a lot of music component on, in an Orange Theory workout. So first question is, what is the type of music you vibe with most? What are your jams? Um, so I find, so I'm definitely by pop. I know, pop, hip-hop, and then EDM. I okay. feel like those are just really like high-energy music, like pieces of music, and I'm, that's what I vibe with. Okay. But again, I feel like my music does change from class to class. So that's also something, too, based on the crowd again. Yeah. Right. And I was curious, how much control do the coaches have over the music that you're playing? We can make our own music. I usually make my own music, but we also have um, platforms that we can go on called, um, like, Rock My Run or My Fit Radio that already have, like... Like, preloaded playlists? Yeah, exactly. Preloaded playlists that you can choose. And those, again, are based on, like, oh, like, six, do you want 70s music? Do you want 80s music? Do you want more pop? which are awesome too, because some, especially when you're first starting out, you don't want to focus on your playlist. You want to focus on delivering a good workout right. and you, first more than anything. So those are really, really helpful. Yeah, 100%. And I, I would say, and this, <laughs> yeah, I'll put this out there. My favorite playlists, they belong to Jackie. I'm sorry. Jackie has a fantastic playlist. And she, so she, and I know Jackie does make her own playlist. Jackie has the best playlist. I have to agree. I mean, and they run the gamut of all sorts of music too, which is like really, really fun. There's like 
older stuff. There's newer stuff. There's like tempo changes. It's great. It's very dynamic. I mean, they're all great, but hers, I find myself not thinking about the workout. Like she, she for me does the best job of me not thinking about how much I'm sweating and how much I'm huffing and puffing. And that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. No, that's awesome. And that, those are the best kind of workouts. And you know, sometimes, and sometimes it can be the opposite. Like I'll go and take Frank's class, and he has so much energy. I tell him, like, you could play country music, <laughs> and I wouldn't even know there was country music playing because he just is so in it. You know what I mean? So that's right. awesome. That's awesome. Right. He's just playing a book on tape. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his energy is just there, and you're all in it, and you're just, you know, you're just 100 percent present. So. <laughs> Yeah, only had one class with Frank. Really, really enjoyed it, though. Uh, he was good. Good, good. All, I feel like all my coaches are so, so good at what they do. So, How do you uh, recruit and retain really good coaches? I mean, because I, that seems like something of a neat trick. You're building a community here in Lowry, and people, you know, they start to identify with coaches. Like, I have a rapport with you and Logan and Jackie, and I look yeah. forward to seeing each of you. Uh, every time I come in. And so um, what goes into re- retaining a good staff? You as you know, leading it. I feel like going into retaining a good staff is just giving that respect and giving them what they need. Like I'm here for you. I'm not going to like be here and be like, Oh, this, 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 this. It's really about finding that good relationship with them and be like, yeah, that's really it. I just, I'm like, I'm here for you. If there are any issues, please come to me. Like, I always just want to have that good relationship with everyone. Yeah. So. And, I mean, you're you're fairly early on in your career, too. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So finding that those leadership skills, a lot of people don't even get the opportunity to lead a team until much later on in their career. Is that, sure. Is that something you wanted? Is that something you looked for? Like, are you sort of driven by that? Do you like to lead? Do you like, you know, opportunities to kind of be out front? Yes, I've always loved to be in that more leadership role. Um, you know, in going through like sports and everything, I always wanted, you know, like be the captain. Like I just want to be there for other people and just be that, be that someone that they can look up to. And again, like I always believe like a leadership role goes both ways. It's not just me on top. Like you, we can always learn from each other. So that's funny. Uh, do you have siblings? Yes, I have an older sister. You have an older sister. I have an older sister, yes. I would not have guessed that then based on yes. what, what I know about birth order. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And it's, everyone thinks she's my younger sister because I'm 5'8". <laughs> she's 5'4". She's just, you know, she's just <laughs> this little girl right. compared to me. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that is funny because one of my friends who is now a realtor, but she always liked to be the boss. She is the oldest. She has two younger siblings. And she's like, yeah. oh, I love, you know, I love being in charge. I love telling people what to do and stuff. It sounds like you're a little bit different than that. But, you know, usually older kids kind of gravitate towards that. Whereas I'm an only child, which means I'm just sort of a pain in the ass. And I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would prefer to fly solo, which is why I've had my own business for the last. Oh, good God. Next month, it'll be six years. Wow. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. But so, yeah, that's that's why I was curious about that. Like, let's say tomorrow you get put in charge of Orange Theory. It Like the head, like CEO? Sure. Okay. <laughs> is, is there anything in this company or in this style of workout that you would change, that you would modify, that you would enhance or maybe, hey, let's do a little bit less of this? Is there anything like that? I do think Orange Theory is very well-rounded. I personally, like, I definitely love the weights. So if I could have it my way, I would totally add some more weights in there, do some more strength work. But again, like you can do a 2G class and we always, we do lots of 2G classes and you get, you totally get that strength aspect too. But Orsiri also we're adding, they have been adding a lift 45, which is like a completely strength class. So they're already kind of ahead of the game now that I think about it. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible they're anticipating this. With that many studios, it's got to be hard to calibrate and incorporate that much feedback. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's why, we're again, it's just like there, it, we're in a part of a franchise. So our franchise, our owners are Tim and Paul, and they oversee like Colorado and Wyoming. Wow. And then, you know, each franchise kind of does their own thing in that respect. So Okay. That's wild. 
Uh, yeah, I know. They, yeah. We all know you, and anyone who goes to Orange Theory and listens to this, we all know you like in a very specific context. Sure. Um, and you know us in a very specific context too. So like even, yeah. do, even doing this is interesting. You know, like we're both wearing like real clothes. I know. And, <laughs> um, yep. Not, not wearing workout gear, but when you're not at the studio, when you're not doing other exercise classes, apparently, where can we find you? What are you doing? Like what, what kinds of things are you into? Oh, okay. So definitely a big hiker. Love to hike. Um, I'm also a big walker, so I don't have um, a dog with me here, but I always go and grab my sister's dog. Love going for walks and just, like, letting my mind free. One of my favorite things, and then definitely get in drinks with friends on the weekends. Favorite thing. Favorite thing. Favorite thing, <laughs> drinks with friends? Drinks with friends, catching up with people. I'm, I'm sure you can tell. I'm a huge people person, so I like to be, you know, I like to surround myself with people and, you know, meet new people, so... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Then that leads me to a very important question. When we yes. were up at CSU, what was your scene? What, what were your bars? Oh. oh, boy. Okay. My scene at CSU, this was the exact order we would do it. So we would go to the square and then we would hit up Lucky's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. No, Lucky's is like one of the only ones that's still there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love it. And we would get a coffee bomb. We would always get a coffee bomb from there. And and I can't tell you how many mornings I would wake up with like peanuts in my jacket pocket. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And we talk about that now. We were like we would just dive our hands into this <laughs> this big ass peanut thing. And yeah, and then being in our purse, you know. But again, with COVID, it's like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too weird. But that was always great because you'd go there, you're like, yeah. All right, drinks and a free snack. Right? And then you can just put it on the ground. It was the best. Yeah. You just put it on the floor. Lucky no killer. Loved it. Yeah, right? Yeah, so Lucky's, and then we'd head over to Bondi. I don't know if Bondi was there. So when I was there, Bondi was Zydeco's. Oh. <laughs> Zydeco's had a reputation as Zydeho's, which very <sighs> politically incorrect. <laughs> but um, it was frequent that you'd find, like, college kids dancing on the bar and stuff, like Coyote Ugly stuff. Okay, got it. And got so, it. yeah, Zydeco's was, was the place to get rowdy. Okay, there you go. No, Bondi was like pretty rowdy too. Yeah. Um, and then we'd head over to Yeti. I don't know if Yeti was there. No, I don't think so. And then the one at the end of the night, which I'm sure all CSU college students can resonate with this, was um rec room. And it was like in a basement. <laughs> so you'd like go okay, yeah. So you probably know you'd go underneath and that's where it was like, Okay, you're here, we're doing it, yeah. you know. <laughs> No, for sure. Uh, I remember it well. One place Kristen and I still drive up to go is the Pickle Barrel right there on Laurel. I've never tried that place. Oh, I've get heard... out. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I've heard, but not, I don't know why we never tried it, but I've heard fantastic things about it. The food in Fort Collins, I feel like, is unmatched. The food there is delicious. It didn't used to be. So Really? That's a recent development. It. Oh. So, yeah, it used to not be the best. Like, th there were a few decent places in town, but a lot of it sucked. So Interesting. Yeah, that's that's okay. a newish kind of thing. So Okay. What about the – have you ever heard of Crazy Carl's? No. Okay, so that's where pizza – so we would get pizza there, and they would put cream cheese on their pizza. Oh, God, you and Kristen are, like, best friends because – she it's so good. she introduced me to cream cheese on pizza because of Pizza Pipeline up in Fort Collins. Oh, because they did it too, and now we do it down here. So, like, I mean, you're not far from Park Hill. Oblios will sell you a cream cheese oh. pizza. Okay, yum. So yeah, get either pepperoni and cream cheese, or even better, sausage and cream cheese. Yum. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Cream cheese on pizza. People, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Uh, yes, 100%. And once you do, <laughs> it's life-changing. It's life-affirming. And I, I think this has actually been a useful conversation in a lot of ways, too, because when you look at your trainers, and you all are very, very fit, and, I mean, I've worked out next to Jackie, and uh, she's an animal. I mean, she's really something. Absolutely. But, but, like, you're human, too. I mean, we're talking about drinks. We're talking about pizza. Um, yeah. Filling in that picture, I think, is important. Do like is is there ever a challenge with that where it's like, well, I'll never be as fit as you, or uh, like I, you know, you have an aspirational level of fitness that I won't achieve, and you go, hey, look, I just work out a lot. Um, how yeah. how do you kind of handle that, or does that even come up? 
I, you know, it doesn't really come up too much, but when people do come up, one thing, the biggest thing in the fitness world is like never compare yourself to other people. Yeah. I feel like that's like a hole that even I've gone down, even with like social media, I'm like, oh, I wish I could, you know, have a butt as big as hers or this and that. And it's like, you know, sometimes like genetically, I might never get, you know, up like those big defined glutes and that's okay. It's all about your journey. Like you always have to start somewhere. And then one thing I always tell people, take pictures, take pictures. The scale is probably one of your worst enemies because it can say you're going up two pounds, but that could be two pounds of muscle, you know? And that's one thing, you know, making sure like you're getting accurate reading on everything. Just like never compare yourself, never find yourself going down that hole. It's always about where you started and where you are now. It may not be like results physically, but if you feel mentally better, that is a huge, huge thing. You know, it's huge. So totally. And my clothes are fitting better and they're fitting differently. And like, amazing. you know, I can see, like, I see transformation and we're in the transformation challenge. So I'm not trying to do an ad for it or anything, but, (laughs) (laughs) but what I can tell you is like, I don't particularly care if I win or not. Like, that's not why I'm doing this. Um, So I'm not, you know, I'm not being weird about it. But what I do like is it's given me kind of a framework and going through that analysis. Like I understand myself a little better. And with something like this, I mean, this is like more a marathon than a sprint for me. So like to your point, that's really important to, to keep a mindset about because I, I had another friend who's like, you know, tell me if you're still doing this in a year. And I'm like, well, I hope that I will be because it can be yeah. easy to burn out on, on workout routines. But one thing I Absolutely. like about this is it, it's always different. Like always different, always different. Yes. Do you, and I'll, I'll answer this for myself. So there are endurance days, there are strength days, there are power days, and there are ESP days. Yes. Uh, Congrats. Good. uh, And I know that because I have my favorite days and I have my least favorite days. Do you personally have a least favorite day? A least favorite day? Mm. You know, it's funny because I feel like my least favorite day used to be endurance. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite day used to be power. Like, they're completely opposites. But I've honestly kind of grown to love endurance days because I'm not, like, going crazy. (laughs) You know, I'm just like, it's all about really finding that good medium. But I would say my least favorite day, I love all of them. But my least favorite day would probably be endurance, you know? Yeah. What about you? My least favorite is strength. Interesting. Why? Hills. Um, yeah. It's almost always running hills. And it like, is. Like with my level of fitness right now, that is just, it's not my favorite thing to do. And yeah. so, okay. like, you, you do it and it's fine. And I'm always amazed at the power walkers in the class yeah. who, like, are just like marching up these like eight and 10% inclines. I'm like, I, yes. that makes me want to die. No, I completely agree. And sometimes that's another thing, you know. Endurance days, they used to be, I used to hate them, but sometimes the things that you hate the most, you need the most. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, then let's, let's just push like 10 times as hard on the days that we hate. Totally. Right? And so, <laughs> like for me, I told you when I came in, I'm like, look, my gas tank is likely terrible right now. Like, just sure. dog ass terrible. My, my, and my endurance still isn't great. Um, yeah. One thing I've always had kind of in spades is power. And so, like, the power days are great because I was also a sprinter when I swam. Oh, there you go. And so, like, the sprinting rhythm, when we're doing, like, a lot of all-outs, you're in swimming, we used to call them puke sets. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm used to that rhythm. I know how my body's going to do with that. The endurance is a little harder for me. Yeah. You know? So, you're right. Yeah. It, it is what you need most. And it's, like, how I hate doing core, but I need core the most. Yeah. So it's the way it goes. You, got, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> totally. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, now's about the time when we wrap up. We do plugs on the show. Um, so where can people find you? If you want to plug anything personally, please do it. If you want to plug Orange Theory Lowry, please do it. And I will put whatever you plug in the show notes and in the companion blog piece. So the floor is yours. Okay. All right. So you can find me at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. It's located on 2nd in Quebec over in the Lowry location over there. Or you can also follow my Instagram handle. It's Felicia underscore Hearn 97. Nice. All right. Simple enough. Well, I'll tell you what. I know where I'll find you. And I think my next workout is with you again. Um, Sweet. Our, our schedules just tend to overlap. 
um, in terms of when you're coaching and when I'm available and when I'm working out. So let me take a look here. When's my next class? So, yep, my next one's with you on Sunday. Love uh, it. And, Love it. And by the time this airs, so this, this airs on the 17th, uh, I will see you on the 18th and the 21st as well. So okay, great. I'm excited. Yeah, no, this will be great. So Felicia, you have been very, very helpful and very inspirational to me um, in coming into Orange Theory Lowry. And so I really appreciate what you do. And in whatever you do next, I wish you continued success. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. <laughs> and that'll do it for episode 284 of the John of All Trades podcast with Felicia Hernandez, head trainer at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. She's incredible. What a delightful show happy I get to work out with her. And hey, no disrespect to Coach Shanti or Coach Frank. I just haven't had the opportunity to work out with them hardly at all. I'll be looking to change that in the near future. If you'd like to keep up with her, check out all the links in the companion blog piece. That's at johnofalltrades.us, j-o-n-of-alltrades.us, or you can find it in the show notes. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, finally Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. And hey, while you're there, leave us a rating, leave us a review, hit that subscribe button, brand new episodes will come directly to you. That's every Wednesday. Episode previews go up on Monday. J-O-A-T pod is the handle. Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews, but you can also stay up with me on Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Our sponsor is 4Degrees. Number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, Four Degrees can help you do it better. Whether you're running a campaign, social media marketing, online advertising, or simply building a website, Four Degrees can help you do that better than you already are. I'm out of here for this week. Due to me getting my second COVID vaccine and my guest getting his, our schedule has been thrown into disarray, so you may have to wait for the seven-year anniversary show. Excited to bring that to you, but wherever you are, I hope you're staying safe, I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're finding fulfillment in whatever you're doing. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.